0: We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size my pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the Queen Size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the King Size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code.
1: Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer.
2: Free Talk Live, and as always, you're invited to join us 603 283 6160 if you'd like to weigh in talk about whatever is important to you. That's 603 283 6160.
3: With you tonight, it's Aria, it's Ian, and Cody.
2: And I'm continually stunned by people's ignorance. Now, it's been a few weeks since I saw someone on social media say something as stupid as, but there's no money to be made in COVID, right? And I have seen this from this ultra liberal socialist friend of mine arguing with someone else about COVID-19, essentially saying the reason that they haven't cured cancer or whatever is because there's money to be made in cancer versus COVID where there's no money to be made in it.
1: Mm -hmm. They say the same thing about Bill Gates, by the way, that his uh, uh, investments in the pharmaceutical industry is uh, all philanthropic. He's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, and if you actually look at the uh, the uh, increase in profits in, in recent years, it's like, yeah, uh, no, he's making a lot of money off of this.
2: He is. And, you know, they say if you want to find out uh, the truth about something, just follow the money. Correct. And the money trail here is so unbelievably clear. Pfizer, BioNTech, and I think that's the same company as Pfizer. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. And Moderna are making one thousand dollars in profit That's profit every second, every single second. These companies are making $1,000 in profit almost entirely from the COVID-19 vaccines. The companies have sold the vast majority of their doses to rich countries, leaving low-income nations without, said the People's Vaccine Alliance. Because if I had to choose between my customers and one of them was going to pay me $100 per dose or $3 per dose... It's a no-brainer that they're going to sell to Western countries rather than, you know, African countries. They don't have as much money. The alliance, uh, that's the People's Vaccine Alliance, estimates that the trio will make pre-tax profits of $34 billion this year between them. Okay, so it's not $1,000 for each company. It's between the three companies, which may be two companies. I'm not sure. I know, man. (laughs) It's going to be a while before they can afford that gold-plated bar by their pool or whatever. It works out to be over $1,000 a second or $65,000 per minute or $93 million per day. Just in profits. It is obscene that just a few companies are making millions of dollars in profit every single hour, while just 2% of people in low-income countries have been fully vaccinated against coronavirus. Now, this is an article for someone who's in favor of the vaccines, evidently. I mean, they want more vaccine distribution. They just want them to be sent to other countries and not the United States. They, they don't see the fact that Pfizer and Moderna could make this amount of profits from the U.S. government as
1: the issue. Are you saying that this this article is focused on redistributing or uh, distributing in a better way to to countries who can't get their hands on it and at the same time complaining about how much money these companies are making? Pretty much,
2: yeah. They're saying they're being greedy, and they, they don't have to make that much money in profit, but their desire to make that much money in profit is keeping them from selling to countries like Tanzania or the, whatever. The
1: the doses that are going to these low profit uh, these these lower countries, they're still these, 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 these companies are still making the money. Government is buying those doses, and yeah, but they're the, sending them out.
2: Yeah, but the government of... Uh, i don't know some poor country in south america can't pay nearly as much for one of the for a single dose of the vaccine as the american government can and that was one of the things they're doing pfizer and moderna and johnson and johnson they're selling the vaccine at different rates to different countries based on how much money they can pay so if a country in south america or south africa can't pay as much then they're not going to charge as much for the vaccine and the United States government can pay quite a lot, so they charge quite a lot. Yes, and no one goes. Okay, well, if you can sell the vaccine for fifty cents each and not operate at a loss because you're doing that to countries in Africa, then why are the um, why is the American government paying ninety dollars or whatever it is per vaccine?
1: All right, why aren't these countries buying the Johnson and Johnson dose, which is much much cheaper? And there's only one of them if well, they really care that much.
2: There's only one of them now. I think there's a I think there's a booster for the Johnson and Johnson, isn't there?
1: I don't know. I think I know the other two have j- their boosters are coming out as we speak.
3: Yeah, Johnson and Johnson has been talking about a booster. I don't know if it's out or what the status of it was, but they definitely want to get their money. You know, they want to make some more money too. You know, they, they feel like they're left out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guys. You know, um, something they may not be taking into account here is that in some of these other countries. There's a high level of vaccine fear. A lot of people in... And what what brought to mind was a story I'd read about the Philippines specifically. Because I remember months ago seeing that the Philippines had like, you know, a less than 10% vaccination rate. And of course, people like this are all in a tizzy about, my God, what can we do to give more vaccines to these poor people? Well, it's not that they're too poor necessarily. I mean, they certainly are more poor. It's just that these people have had a really bad experience in the past with government mandated vaccines and they
1: remember that yep. absolutely they, they these these are the guinea pig countries whenever these whenever these big com, uh, companies uh, unleash a new vaccine they test them on these low income countries first and, and they, they the and same. they and they have a big they they can remember the last time it happened
2: they do the same thing here in the united states they tend to test these things on low income communities versus high income communities So currently, 98% of people in low-income countries have not been fully vaccinated. The three companies' actions are in contrast to AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, which provided their vaccines on a not-for-profit basis, though both have announced they foresee ending this arrangement in the future as the pandemic winds down. PVA, that's the People's Vaccine Alliance or whatever it was, said that despite receiving public funding of more than 8 billion dollars Pfizer BioNTech and Moderna have refused calls to transfer vaccine technology to producers in low and middle
1: income countries. Well now that's that's another argument that they own the rights to these these vaccines and they're not willing to give them up and allow That who owns these rights? Pfizer, Moderna? They're, they have, sure. they own those vaccines. Those are their vaccines. This person is making the, the well, they uh, shouldn't be argument vaccines. that because it was paid for by the people, they it shouldn't be owned by by these companies. It should be up in the air. It should be free to everyone, if you think about it. The,
2: pat- the, the patents. Yes. Oh, I agree entirely. Well, intellectual property as a thing shouldn't exist.
1: Of course, if that happens, then we'll actually know what's in the vaccines, which we don't we don't know. We don't know all the components. It's secret. And
3: you can't sue them if and,
1: it goes bad. That's right.
2: In Moderna's case, this is dis- despite explicit pressure from the White House and requests from the World Health Organization that the company collaborate in and help accelerate its plan to replicate the Moderna vaccine for wider production at its mRNA hub in South Africa. While Pfizer CEO has dismissed technology transfer as quote dangerous nonsense which is basically giving the patent as i understand it to other companies and letting them make it which has never really ended badly in the past it's it's usually just bad for the company that owns the patent
1: it's a a great way to get cheaper uh medication from india
2: withholding that patent is how you end up with things like 800 hundred dollar epipens and stuff like that this is true the World Health Organization's decision to grant emergency use approval to the Indian developed Covaxin, oh god. That's almost that's almost as bad as Comirnaty. Earlier this month proves that developing companies, countries have the capacity and expertise. So they missed the point here entirely. They point out how much money Pfizer, Moderna and um, BioNTech are making from the COVID-19 vaccine but they don't they don't necessarily even see that as the issue. Right. The issue as they see it is that they're not selling these things to South Africa. No, the issue here is that the American government is transferring massive amounts of money to these companies.
1: The one argument that this that this article has has really caps, like, capitalized on is the uh, the idea that this is a public vaccine paid for by the public. It should be on an internet some site somewhere. The recipe should be on a site somewhere so that everyone can see what's in it and that we can replicate it if we choose to do so. And any other country too, by the way. Well, I don't. I guess you can make the argument that if all eight billion of that came from us, the U.S. taxpayers, then maybe we'd want to keep it here in the states. But uh, there are other countries who are who are investing, you know, as well.
2: There were, but I suspect the U.S. was investing more. I think the United Kingdom and Europe invested more in AstraZeneca, and the United States went with Pfizer and Moderna. Put
1: the recipe out there. I want to see it.
2: But they're not the only ones making money. Wall Street is poised to have the biggest bonus increases since the Great Recession amidst this pandemic. And I don't think that's a coincidence. But what about you? 603 283 6160. It's Free Talk Live. free talk live you're invited to join us talk about whatever is important to you that's 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight it's aria
1: it's ian and
2: and i hope you're enjoying watching your effective wages actually decrease due to inflation and the increase in prices and the supply shortages and all of this other stuff that are driving prices up while your wages a a lot of people did see wage increases throughout the last year but it's been completely wiped out by inflation and the corresponding increases in prices almost by a ratio of two to one as far as the increases themselves go because wall street isn't doing that bad at all they're set to see the biggest bonus increases since the great recession after a busy and profitable 2021. Well, that might have something to do
3: with the fact that the Federal Reserve, one of its jobs, apparently, is to pump up Wall Street in times of distress. So last year they were buying uh, you know, stocks. As things were taking a tumble, the Federal Reserve came in and, with freshly printed money, used uh, your value. They stole value from you by printing more money out, and then they bought these, uh, these stocks to pump them up.
2: Now, wasn't there something about that last year that happened, like the Treasury Department itself started buying stocks, and previously it hadn't been mm. allowed to do that? Or s- I don't remember, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I remember the Treasury started doing something that they weren't previously allowed to do, but I don't recall exactly what, and it sounds like it was probably that. Booming deal activity, a hot IPO market, and climbing equities – and I don't have any idea what any of that is. <laughs> mean bankers and traders are in line for outsized performance-based compensation. It's no surprise for bankers. The report released Tuesday said because they, they got rid of the fractional reserve requirement, which required banks to actually have some amount of money in order to loan it out. They yeah, got rid like of like a
3: that. 1 to 9 or 1 to 10 ratio or something like that. So yeah. they and didn't have to have a whole lot before, but now that's all gone.
2: Which meant that basically if they wanted to loan someone $10,000, they had to actually have $1,000 in in their account. Something like that, yeah. But now they don't have to do that. They can just loan out money that they don't actually have. So, of course, after a year of that, they're going to be making record profits and record Mm -hmm. everything. But the sharp rebound in business activity this year has translated to unprecedented workloads for Wall Street professionals. Oh, the poor guys in a competitive job market as companies prepare to shell out a premium to retain top talent and grab new hires. Firms are very concerned about turnover, even though pay is going to be up significantly, said Johnson Associates Managing Director Alan Johnson. They use public data from banks and asset management firms, along with proprietary insights from clients, to calculate the projected year-end incentives on a headcount-adjusted basis. I, I don't, don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. They And the article here didn't even try to explain the methodology. Some investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, disclose how much management has set aside for employee compensation in quarterly earnings reports. Overall bonuses for investment banking underwriters are forecast to jump 30% to 35% from the year prior. So that's bonuses for... I don't know what a banking underwriter even is. The, the I presume
3: entire, you get a bonus if you write more underwritings or something. Yeah, the entire
2: system they've set up is just so confusing because none of us are completely ignorant when it comes to economics and banking. But I don't
1: have any idea what any of these terms mean. Me all, I, all I know, all I can hear is that they're all getting raises. Yeah, they're and, getting, I'm yeah not, and I'm not. And I'm not.
3: I think that's the takeaway here, right, Arya? That yes. uh, Wall
1: Street's rolling in dough. So who else is benefiting these days?
2: Well, the pharmaceutical companies, obviously, as we talked about in the last Mm -hmm. segment, politicians, uh,
1: uh, anyone doing anything green.
2: Banks are definitely benefiting. The only people who aren't benefiting seem to be the people who got the vaccine. A lot of them are experiencing myocarditis and other side effects, blood clots, things like that.
1: You have athletes dropping like flies out there. It's just yeah. left and right you see you see in these images and you see in this video of some soccer player running down the field footballer excuse me just dropping dropping down dead
3: There was an interesting video I saw and I for whatever reason I didn't mark it for show prep I don't think but uh, it was of this doctor out in like iowa who is fairly renowned and he was saying that he's been seeing like shocking numbers of people coming in with all kinds of maladies that like up 20x from what they would normally be and he says that what this these vaccines are actually doing is they're killing i guess there's more than one type of t-cell apparently Mm -hmm. so there's like the type of t-cells that hiv aids attacks and then there's another type and that he's saying these vaccines take out this other type of uh, of T cells which makes you more vulnerable to coming down with other problems.
1: Right, it's it's almost like it's uh ruining your immune system. It, That's what he was suggesting. Kicking it kicking yeah. it right in the teeth if you will. Yeah.
3: And I don't even know what a T cell is, so I can't weigh in. It's an immune system uh thing. Okay. But he was he was saying he's seeing twenty x of some of these you know maladies amongst his uh, clients or whatever. And hey, keywords,
1: keywords here. Experimental. This has not been tried before, and and we already know that it doesn't work. It doesn't seem to work, no. It's supposedly, all it's doing now is just keeping you from getting really sick. Well, yeah.
2: that's what they say. That's what they say. But there doesn't seem to be any evidence of that yeah. at all.
3: Go talk to the, uh, the people that died in the nursing home recently. What was it? Eight people passed away. Uh, dozens, uh, almost 90 people were infected with COVID. Of the 89 total infections, 87 of them were fully vaccinated in a nursing home, you know, where they have all these COVID protocols set up. Everybody's vaccinated and they didn't survive it.
1: it is this just recent? Because this happened like yes, six, six, seven months ago. I think it was Norway where the exact same thing happened. Like eighty out of like eighty old dudes just dropped right after right after the vaccine. I think it was AstraZeneca. So this is this is this is United a new case.
3: States. This is in the U.S. I don't know where Canaan is located, but I presume it's Connecticut because uh, this is an NBC Connecticut story.
1: I think I think we have a cane in here in New
3: Hampshire, right? It's one of those New England things, everybody's got the same damn town names.
2: So eight residents have died, 67 residents and 22 staff members ended up catching COVID-19 there sometime in the last month and a half. So so it is current, right? Eight residents dying isn't as bad as it could be or isn't as bad as it was when the pandemic initially hit. Maybe the vaccine did keep them from dying, but it didn't keep those eight people who died from dying. No. Well, that's so, almost a tenth of the people that came down with it. It is. The state of public health said they're monitoring and providing on-site cult consultation at this facility. And, you know, they're reviewing their COVID protocols and they're trying to keep everyone safe. But all of these vaccinated people, eight of them just died. You know, I, I feel so sorry. We've talked
3: about, like, kids being forced to be in masks and they obviously don't want it. And it's... Damaging them as far as it's—it's it's hard to tell what sort of long-term uh, destruction this is going to have on their ability to trust other humans. You know, you can't see people smiling. You don't know who's your friend and and who's a foe or whatever. Right? Like there's all kinds of damage from you know not letting kids actually have human yeah, interaction. not
1: to mention very young children, infants who are actually learning. They're building neurons. They're, they're developing neurons. Uh, in those first couple of years based on facial expressions. On
3: the other side of this is the tragedy of the elderly that are stuck in these homes a lot. And their their family have put them there for whatever reason.
1: And they're afraid to go see them. And,
3: right. And so now they're just, they are in this insane COVID constant fear mode with these uh, these facilities. And I just can't even imagine living in a place like that.
1: It's a COVID asylum.
3: Yeah. It's
2: insane. And yet your, your friends are still dropping dead on you. Yeah. They only house 70 residents and they had 60 67 people in 67 residents get COVID-19, almost 100% of them, despite being fully vaccinated. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live and we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Well, Intercoin has finally launched this investor token worldwide. And it's available on not just one, but two exchanges. You can find it at xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. And there, all you need to sign up is an email address, which allows you to actually keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies and swap them out for Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. But if that's not your thing, you can also find it on, I believe it's Uniswap, correct?
3: That's right. Yeah, And the link is over at intercoin.org.
2: So you can find out all about that at intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R coin.org Now, we're talking about this nursing home here where eight residents recently died. And I think there's a statement here that the media just sort of throws out there and doesn't really call attention to, but is really worth discussing. Never mind the fact that 68 residents, 67 residents, ultimately tested positive for COVID-19, and they only house... Seventy residents, So mm-hmm. that 67 out of 70 residents got COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated and despite all of their little COVID protocols, the nursing and rehab center houses only 70 residents and all eight people who died had serious underlying health issues, hmm. which has been the case for everyone. Every single person, as I understand it, who has died from COVID-19 had serious underlying health issues. So if the vaccine doesn't keep alive the people who are vulnerable to COVID-19 because they have quote serious underlying health issues, then what is the point no, of look, the vaccine?
3: You? If you didn't if these folks didn't have the vaccine, they would have died harder.
1: <laughs> they may have, <laughs> I mean or- isn't it isn't it obvious the fact that they are suggesting that these individuals, these people get the get the booster, get the shot first, get the booster first? It's almost like uh, I don't know. It's almost like they're trying to kill them. I, Old, worthless eaters. They did
2: that in New York, though. Very, su- was, very successfully. That was Andrew Cuomo's
1: whole thing. Fifteen thousand, right? at least. Bam, I, just like that. I don't remember the details of what no, they did. No more drag on the on the system anymore.
2: Did they transport people who were COVID positive into nursing homes? I don't. Correct. Remember. They, they
1: housed COVID mm-hmm. patients of all sorts, whether they're straight off the street or wherever. And they housed them in these senior homes.
2: I thought it was something like that, but I I was just going off memory. And I think, you know, when I have that idea, I'm like, it couldn't possibly be that horrible.
1: And then then all of a sudden, the sex allegations came out. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are just trying to change the subject. This man just killed 15,000 people. uh, And no one's talking about that, but they're talking about all these allegations. Oh,
2: yeah. You can't grab anybody's butt at work. No. Of the 89 total infections, 87 people were fully vaccinated. And despite being fully vaccinated, it didn't do anything to help those eight people not be killed. They're working in well, a nursing home. they want you home. to believe
3: that it did. They, they want you to believe that there would have been 16 who would have died if they hadn't been vaccinated.
2: But I don't deal in the world of unprovable hypotheticals. But that's all these people have.
3: <laughs> it's just pure belief. It is a religious belief, and this is their religious totem. This is their, yes. you know, their thing that they do to show how religious they are.
1: But by, by the way, do you remember a year ago, whenever we were talking about the uh, uh, all of these? What is it up to seven hundred thousand COVID deaths in the U.S. at least? And uh, I don't may, recall. Re, probably less than ten percent of that were actually just covid mm-hmm, related yeah. and everything else was uh had other related or, uh, or other unrelated uh incidents well
2: i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on this right if you have serious underlying health issues and you're going to die in the next three or four years probably because of these underlying health issues but you get covid 19 and that causes you to die faster i'm willing to allow people to say that it was covid 19 that am not i'm not
1: I think there needs to be a way to deter, to identify that there are other issues at, at at hand like you were a diabetic or you had heart condition or yeah, you are a gunshot wound or you had or you or you had a motorcycle accident
2: see those are distinctly different things a gunshot wound motorcycle <laughs> but, accident
1: but they still count them. <laughs> They're as counting COVID. them
2: I I remember yeah I mean if you walk outside and got hit by a bus at one point and they tested you afterward and found out you had COVID nineteen. They put you down as a COVID death. But now you that, you, but now
1: that at least half the population are vaccinated, now there are underlying conditions. Now let's uh, 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 vaccinated, but he also was had a heart condition. Let's 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 not just not get crazy here. Colin Powell, he was he was old. That, but that's what
2: caused was COVID fat. to kill people from the beginning, whether they were vaccinated or not. Even before there was a vaccine, we've been saying here on the show that we're not worried about it because we don't have diabetes. We don't have these heart issues. We don't have high cholesterol or any of these other things that these people have that are causing them to die of COVID-19. Hmm. So why should we get vaccinated? And they say, oh, well, it's to help the people who have these serious underlying health issues that is a lie. It's, die.
1: It's to prevent, they a, die. Ari, it's to prevent you from getting grandma sick. But why it's do not you hate why grandma? do you hate grandma?
3: <laughs> and they got sick in a place where you know the covid protocols are to the max. Yeah, right? they're not like, even allowing visitors. Right. These people at this nursing home they have to, even if even if the doctors there don't agree with it. They have to go through all of these things because that's what their their patients or that's what the uh, the customers want. They they want their uh, parents or their grandparents or whatever to be taken care of to the best of the facility's ability. So you know that they've got signs up about oh we clean every surface after every person passes through. We're double masking. You know they're doing it to the max. And it didn't help. Did not help at all. Eight people still
2: died. 70, and almost
3: everyone got infected.
2: Yes, 87 people who were fully unvaccinated got COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The vaccine did nothing whatsoever mm-hmm. to help these people.
3: Well, and now they're starting to say that, oh, the vaccine isn't that effective anymore. You have to get boosters and we're going to have to keep getting boosters. And now there are headlines as well out of uh, the U.S. and the U.K. uh, where the Biden administration is now talking about having an expansion of boosters to all adults. And in the U.K., they're saying that not only are they pushing the booster, but they are also no longer going to consider people to be fully vaccinated unless unless they have a booster.
1: That's that's the ticket. That's why there's more slots on that vaccine card of yours.
2: That's why there always were, yeah. Yeah. Because it was it was inevitable. Anyone who knew anything about COVID nineteen, like us here on Free Talk Live, we pointed out
1: Coronavirus. You,
2: yes. You can't have a permanent vaccine against something that evolves as quickly as a coronavirus. And they're like, No, we developed this new technology that will allow us to have a vaccine against it. and I was like, Wow, that's that's, actually amazing i don't trust it it's,
1: it's very interesting that you guys have been working on a vaccine for the common cold for decades and then all of a sudden you're able to do it in six months that's very nice
2: well i was willing to accept the argument that it's because covid19 has these spike proteins around it and that they were able to develop this new vaccine that programmed your skills to go after those spike proteins i'm i'm willing to accept that but if that's the case why does it wane over time your if your body's been programmed to attack these particular particular cells like you have with an immune system, why is that waning over time? Except that it's not any more effective than trying to vaccine against the common cold, and as a result mm. of that, you have to get a booster shot. I expected every forty five days.
1: And why is this? And, and is this a different recipe, or is this the exact same shot? <laughs> Had they changed their technology in the last six months? Because if the vaccine isn't working. Obviously that means your spike proteins that you're talking about have evolved, they're different and they're but, not they're not being identified tell, any longer. They, so now you need a now you need a new the booster can't be the same thing, it has to be some new technology.
2: I think it's the same thing. And as far as I can tell the spike proteins themselves haven't changed and they're still on COVID-19 and that was the whole point of it. It's like look, it doesn't matter how COVID-19 evolves as long as it still has these spike proteins, your body will still know how to go after it and destroy it. And it still has, all of the strains as far as I'm aware, still have the spike proteins. But the efficacy of the vaccines wanes over time for whatever reason. They haven't come up with any sort of explanation about why it's only you know 42% effective after six months. And the reason that it's not i would say is obvious it's because it's a common cold and they thought they had a vaccine against that and then realized that they did not
3: well i know that covid might cause some discomfort it might be a little unfun for a short while like most flus uh are but i'm pretty sure it's never it's covid's not going to give me myocarditis at any point you're absolutely right well
1: Uh, actually actually i have a little article dealing with uh just those just that data just those facts is are you more likely to get myocarditis from COVID-19 or from the vaccine? I don't
2: I think it's there's an obvious answer to that. But let's let's get into that. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to join us at 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria.
3: It's Ian. Dan Cronin.
2: And we've been talking about myocarditis, so I was curious what exactly is myocarditis because it's been thrown a lot. It's been a term that's been thrown around a lot lately, Mm -hmm. especially as kids start getting the COVID-19 vaccine, and it turns out. It's it, it causes myocarditis in kids, evidently, more often well, in males than females. Some of them have admitted it. Uh, one of these European countries isn't allowing one particular vaccine because of its tendency to cause myocarditis in kids. I don't remember the details about it other mm. than that. So it's an inflammation of the heart muscles, which corresponds to what we know of the COVID-19 vaccine. It causes your blood to produce these spike proteins, which are spiky. Now, blood cells are supposed to be round and smooth so that they don't, you know, jam into each other while they pass through your body. The issue with the COVID-19 vaccines is that your body begins producing these spiky things that can cause blood clots because they're no longer round and smooth they have all of these little jacket spikes that keep getting caught on each other. You get a blood clot, or you get myocarditis. That's at least how Nikki explains it. It makes perfect sense to me. It's very similar to what happens with sickle cell anemia, which are misshapen shells that end up clotting within one's bloodstream. It is very painful. So, Conan, you have something about myocarditis and yeah, just, a, just
1: Just some of the numbers and uh, actually talking about what it is, how you get it. Um, this from advisory.com. It, I think they're pretty pretty pro-pharma, but I think that they're
2: they're pretty fair
1: in their numbers here.
2: The only people who aren't pro-pharma at this point are the hosts of Free Talk Live.
1: This is true. This is why we're getting kicked off of these. That's yes. why YouTube doesn't like us.
2: Everyone else is 100% Team Pharma at this point. Even though in 2017, they knew.
1: You mean everyone else
2: on the radio or something? I just mean in general. I mean, I sure, mean, there are other people. plenty people in the liberty
3: movement that are on our side. <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to suggest that literally every single person out there, but the, the vast majority of people are now on the side of Big Pharma. Despite in 2017 knowing that Big Pharma was corrupt and that the FDA was corrupt, criticizing Trump for repealing some of the FDA regulations that was causing approvals to be slowed, suddenly they're they're all in favor of pharmaceutical companies rushing out drugs without any testing, without any checks and balances, just because they they're desperate
1: that's right to feel safe but that was in the past Arya. this is a new year this is a new bright future and they would never do that no oh, it's a brave them. new
2: world indeed better there, believe man. It.
1: research has found that children are at an elevated risk of developing myocarditis an inflammation of the heart muscle after receiving an mrna covid19 vaccine but experts say the risk is small and the condition is temporary and the risk of COVID nineteen damaging the heart is much bigger.
2: It's not temporary if it kills them. And how small does the risk have to be to make it worth it? to These the the risk of COVID nineteen is negligible to kids aged ev- five ev- to twelve. Of even
1: getting
3: it, it doesn't exist for them. Basically,
2: yeah. I mean, what is the actual number of five to twelve year olds who have died from COVID nineteen?
1: Uh, I have that number in here somewhere. All right, I have so many articles open. I don't know if it's in this particular article, but I'll be able to find that. I think it's like six hundred.
2: And that's, I can't believe there's that many. Uh, it does seem kind of high.
1: Myocarditis mm-hmm. usually comes from an infection from either a virus or bacteria and causes symptoms like shortness of breath, rapid or irregular heartbeat, or chest pain, the New York Times reports. Each year, about 10 to 20 people out of every 100,000 develop the condition. Research suggests that myocarditis can be a rare side effect of vaccinations against COVID-19. Current trends suggest the chances of of developing myocarditis are highest among the second dose of mRNA vaccine in male patients ages 16 to 29.
2: And yet they're still giving it to male patients ages 16 to 29.
1: Yep. As there are roughly 11 cases for every 100,000 vaccinated males in this age group. One study from the Kaiser Permanente. So
2: as many as the general population has throughout an entire year, basically. Is how many 16 to 29 year old males are getting myocarditis as a result of the COVID 19 vaccine?
1: In previous years, they're reporting 10 to 20 people get this at every 100,000. Uh, 11 of and that's, those that's this all year age
2: ranges and all sexes correct.
1: 11 of those are going to be young males. One study found that participants participants aged 12 to 39 who were vaccinated with Pfizer vaccine had a 19 times higher risk of myocarditis than the general population. Participants age that 18 is
2: significant.
1: Participants aged 18 to 39 were who were vaccinated with the moderna vaccine had a 37 times higher risk of the condition.
3: That might explain why that doctor in Iowa is seeing twenty times the number of patients that he normally the sees. The rate
1: after Moderna is objectively higher than the rate after Pfizer, said Nicola Klein.
2: See, I thought it was bad when you said nineteen X, and then you said thirty-seven
1: X. Moderna, yeah, and they've but, been they've been trying to throw them off the bus since day one.
2: But both of them are terrible. Nineteen, it increases your chance of getting myocarditis by
1: nineteen times. It's, it's almost like it's I'm all, I don't know. It's almost like it's not worth it.
2: It can't possibly be worth it for someone who's eighteen. I think you said eighteen to twenty-nine years old, uh, young, healthy male, not likely to die from COVID nineteen. And as I understand it, the numbers are even worse for kids who are ages five to seventeen.
1: Mm-hmm. Now here's the defending, of course, because they're gonna they're gonna go that route.
2: Oh, it's myocard. It turns
1: out myocarditis, it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't said that yeah, yet, I mean, yeah. but but no, it's coming. I mean, inflation's good for you. I mean, yes, right. If you have
2: myocarditis, then you're not out there exercising because your chest hurts. You have shortness of breath, so you're just sitting at home, and you're not spreading COVID nineteen.
1: You know, here's no, here's the meme that's coming. It's good for us because you've already seen this news report: uh, chronic uh, uh, marijuana usage is causing this this issue. What issue? and, And who smokes the most marijuana? Young men.
3: So they're putting this out there. There are headlines about this where they're saying, oh, well, marijuana is causing these problems. That's what the issue is. It doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine.
1: You'll you be looking for this in the next couple, of, in the next week. They're, it's going to hit the 18 to
2: fan. 29-year-old males have been smoking pot for 30 Decades. years.
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden, and, and we've had football players, soccer players, forever. And all of a sudden, what, they're just having heart attacks on the field all of a sudden? Why, is this, why has this never been seen? Mm-hmm. While those numbers may sound high, oh, said it's that James. It's new marijuana. It's the new stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the lab made stuff.
3: It's ridiculous. While those
1: numbers may sound high, said James DeLumis, a cardiologist at the University of Texas, it's important to remember that the absolute numbers are small. I think, did I skip something? 30 times as small number, 30 times a small number is still a small number, he said. The math still favors vaccination and adolescents and children. I don't think that it does.
2: And I mean, even if it does, that's Screw a risk math. for the individual
1: to take, right? right?
2: So he says that you know it's a small number of people who get myocarditis within a given year, but at the same time, a 19 times increase is not inconsequential.
3: Yeah, the math says COVID isn't deadly for 99. Point, what was it? I think nine eight two or nine eight or something you know, percent. Uh, it's not certainly not deadly for younger people. And as long as you're not super obese and having serious you know, health issues, you're probably going to be just fine. That's what the math says. And why anybody's freaking out about this, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. It's pure propaganda. It's just politicians lying to you like they always have. In tandem with uh, the pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical industry, I mean this this is ha- what's been the case for years
1: now. All right, here here are the deaths since the start of the pandemic: six hundred and fifty seven children have died from COVID nineteen,
3: and uh, we know that that's also going to include all the kids that like underlying died conditions from whatever
2: other
1: issues, right? Obesity. So what's that's the- still fewer than yeah.
2: seven hundred in the last almost two years? Oh, and by
3: the way, kids are fatter now than they've
1: ever oh, been. Oh, you better believe it, especially after the lockdown.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Well, because they're, doing they're twice, twice
3: they're, the screen time too, as we learned last night.
2: They're doing more than twice the screen time because the article that we talked about didn't include schoolwork. Right. Which is screen time.
1: So six fifty seven have actually died. That's fewer than one per day. And at least last, five thousand two hundred children have developed multisystem inflammatory syndrome following their coronavirus infection.
2: I don't know what that is. I've
1: never heard this. It sounds
2: scary. But how many what was the number? Uh, five thousand two hundred. That's still really, really low. Well, I mean, versus the seven, eight billion people on the planet.
1: The argument here is the ten to twenty who are di- who are actually developing this the situation is a lot lower than the five thousand two hundred who had COVID. That's the argument they're going to make. Okay. So get the shot. No,
2: I don't know that I agree because I, I don't know what the don't
1: what the risks are
2: of having what the inflammatory nervous system or whatever it was you said versus the risk of them getting myocarditis. Which one of them is deadly or which one of them is going to be a more long-term
1: problem for them? Exactly. And you know what? Pfizer just came out. Guess what they said? Uh, It's going to take us five years. We're going to have to do a five-year study to figure out the long-term effects of myocarditis on vaccinated children.
2: I got news for people. They're doing that study right now. You Mm -hmm. are the experiment. You are The Study. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
4: Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable, and no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as 8 weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class. That's beyond your dot com slash free class.
0: Free talk live.
2: As always, you're invited to join us, talk about whatever is on your mind, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria.
3: It's Ian. And Cody.
2: And it's no surprise here that none of us are particularly big fans of the vaccine. Most of us have had COVID-19 and we pulled through it just fine. So let's get off of that subject and let's get into something else that we are actually fans of. And that would be cryptocurrency, which, as I understand it, based on what I saw at the judge report today, took kind of a beating. Four hundred billion dollars wiped out of the cryptocurrency market, at least yeah. temporarily. I mean, it'll be back. It, it will be back. It's only sixty thousand dollars per yeah. Bitcoin. Well, that's dead, as far <laughs> as I can tell. Sixty thousand dollars. I if just hold on to it for the moment, people. Don't don't panic. Sell. Because that's only down what, like ten percent. That's that's nothing for Bitcoin. Yeah, it is just a, a little
3: more than ten percent.
2: It is a wild fluctuation to happen within a twenty-four hour period or whatever.
3: It's not uncommon though.
2: But it's not entirely uncommon. It's usually closer to like three to five percent. But it it'll go back up. It, some would say buy the dip. Some would say that. Mm-hmm. I I would suggest that it's probably Bitcoin is on sale for those who are interested in it. Not only is it on sale, but the price is likely to go up i would I would think as a result of this upcoming news about the AMC theaters now accepting cryptocurrency
3: yeah it's been talked about for some number of months of course AMC theaters had a tough year last year with the uh, coronavirus crackdowns in various different cities. Los Angeles and New York are of course two of the biggest cities for movies as far as people sure. going in going to movies, uh, and those cities were completely shut down. There were no options to open doors to movie theaters, and that was true in a lot of places in the United States. So their revenue... Just fell off a cliff last year, and a lot of people weren't even sure if they were going to be able to survive. They did; uh, they managed to uh, to stay in business while some theaters chains did go under uh, within the last eighteen months. AMC managed to, you know, somehow stay alive, and uh, now they're taking on cryptocurrency. It's, you know, and I and when I first heard this news, I thought, well, is this too little, too late? And you know what? Fact is, it's better late than never when it comes to uh, crypto. And, of course, as we would say here, it's still early as far as crypto is uh, is concerned.
2: It is, and it's a good time for them to be taking accepting cryptocurrency as forms of payment if they want to actually survive the coming inflation and yeah. thrive as a business. It kind of makes me sad, not that I can use cryptocurrency, but if there was an AMC theater here in Keene, I would go to it and use USD, obviously, because I can't use cryptocurrency. But just, right. to, just to show my support to them... For this move,
3: the uh, story here from dailyhuddle.com. Movie theater giant AMC is finally accepting multiple cryptocurrencies. As forms of payment after months of anticipation AMC CEO Adam Aaron took to Twitter to announce the news here's what he said big news flash has promised many new ways now to pay online at AMC we proudly now accept drumroll please Bitcoin ethereum Bitcoin cash and Litecoin they're also throwing in other electronic payment measures like Apple pay Google Pay and PayPal
1: wait wait uh, so when you say online you mean yeah, to, you order your tickets to online. order a ticket and then mm-hmm. go physically to a movie. Theater. Correct.
3: There are a lot of people who pay this way nowadays as far as, you know, they don't want to wait in a line at the theater to buy a ticket. So they'll sure. just buy one online and then they just, you know, walk up to the ticket guy or whatever and then they get in. I wonder if you could buy one in person though yes. using cryptocurrency. That
1: would be the that would be the k- ticket right there.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that. I suspect they haven't rolled that out because that obviously adds in a lot of complications, right? Like if and as we've seen here and maybe they've tested it and that's what they found out, but as we've seen here in New Hampshire being the crypto mecca and having a lot of local businesses accepting cryptocurrency, it can be a Bit of a touchy process, you know. Some wallets don't work the way you're expecting them to. Some wallets aren't even real wallets, like Coinbase. Uh, and so these users have problems. They're inevitably, you know, if you if you take a hundred new users and you try to, you know, run them through a checkout at a local merchant. Probably some percentage of them is going to run into some sort of difficulty and, and sure. frustration and you know you don't need to deal with that with the, some ten year you know 15 year old kid or whatever that's uh, man in the the counter there because they always have like teenagers at these jobs because they don't pay Diddly, you know, if you've ever known anybody that's worked at a movie theater, they pay at bottom of the barrel rates uh, for their employees. This kid doesn't, you know, even if he knows a thing or two about crypto, he doesn't want to have to deal with these problems. So,
2: I wonder if it, they partnered with BitPay for this, then, because BitPay is one of the more popular online payment processors for cryptocurrency.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, and I'm not sure if the story does reveal that. But here, he also says, interestingly. They are already accounting, and I mean, this, he couldn't have posted this message too long after they launched this thing. He says they already account for 14% of our total online transactions. Wow. So that's big. like that. The, to, to be able to just launch a new thing and have that many people try it out, that's a huge success story on its own. He also says, Dogecoin next.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So, now what, so what cryptos are they accepting? Uh,
3: Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, and Ethereum, as though anyone would ever want to pay with Ethereum with the insane $25 median fee right now on the Ethereum network.
2: Well, the same is probably true of Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is just like the gold standard of cryptocurrency. Yeah, but at so least with Bitcoin
3: these days, you're probably not going to pay more than like a dollar. In a fee, really?
2: The fees are going down that much? Yeah, you That's can check impressive.
3: the. You can check the. Uh, there's there's graphs and such out there that you can take a look at. But uh, Ethereum's the real killer as far as fees are concerned. Obviously, uh, Bitcoin Cash is going to be the lowest. Oh, and fee Bitcoin method. just
2: did their upgrade that further should reduce transaction fees because instead of trying to broadcast the transactions from multiple wallets, like what happens often with these HD wallets, like Edge or Coinomi or something, every time you receive Bitcoin, it generates a new address, mm-hmm. and if you try to send out a payment. It has to take the cryptocurrency out of multiple addresses to include it in one transaction to get you up to the amount of Bitcoin that you're trying to send. Hmm. Well, they did something in the recent upgrade that allows that to just appear to be one wallet that is sending the Bitcoin. Hmm. So instead of paying a transaction fee for like six different wallets or seven different wallets, it just appears to be paid from one specific wallet.
3: I'll have to look and see if the fees have actually gone down. This went into effect over the weekend, right? I think so. It's pretty fresh. Uh, So, a little bit more here. According to the CEO at AMC, you can now purchase tickets and other AMC offerings with those cryptocurrencies. He mentions, again, Dogecoin coming soon. The news comes after months of announcements suggesting their adoption of crypto is just around the
2: corner. This kind of suggests that they're not using BitPay. If well, you think about know. it, because BitPay, by default, it supports Dogecoin and a bunch of other cryptocurrencies that they didn't say they were taking.
3: Well, it may be that they've just not decided yet to, to do that. But this is a good question. I've Some- never
2: used BitPay, so it may be a toggle thing. Like, yes, I want to be able yeah, to accept to Dogecoin. In, you
3: think. do. Um, it's been a while since I've used BitPay, but I have used it in the past. In October, AMC announced that consumers could buy gift cards loaded with Doge. Then, just last week, Adam
2: Aaron surveyed Twitter Hold- on... Hold on. Um, oh, you could buy the gift cards with Doge. Apparently. You could use Doge as a payment method, right? No, it says loaded with Doge. Okay, that's that's the part where I got confused. You're buying a Doge... So you're buying... what is That's like a hardware wallet, right? I, I maybe. I mean, possibly.
3: <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Adam surveyed at Twitter on whether or not AMC should accept fellow Doge-themed altcoin Shiba Inu. The response was resoundingly positive. Uh, so he did like one of those little Twitter polls. 81.4% said yes, Shiba Inu for sure. <laughs> 6.2% said yes, the more the merrier. And then only 5.4% said no, you have enough choice. And then 7 specifically said don't take Shiba Inu. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to do that, apparently. And, and again, Shiba Inu is just another Ethereum token, which means you'll pay. If you want to pay for...
2: It's not even... I thought it was like a fork of Dogecoin. It's no, an Ethereum it's a, just token? a token. Oh, it's completely useless, though.
3: It is very useless. However, it has become one of the top 10 cryptos as a result of... Uh, the insanity over this Doge largely, at,
2: Largely insanity driven by people on Twitter who were trying to drive up the value and stuff like that by getting companies like AMC to accept it, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. I mean, so, that's sort of what happened with Dogecoin and Elon Musk and Twitter going crazy on it drove it up to, I think it peaked at 60-something cents. There's also talk about AMC might
3: even issue its own cryptocurrency. Like, they're going possibly all in on this thing.
1: I'm trying to buy some tickets right now, but you know what? In accordance with CDC guidelines, masks are recommended for everyone, regardless of vaccination. <laughs> Status. Masks are required at select theaters. So, you know what? That's
2: Screw probably off. not theaters in New Hampshire, though. That's probably. We'll try to get to the checkout. Let's, let's I'm trying. At I'm trying. 603 283 6160. If you want to join us, it's Free Talk Live. 60, if you'd like to join us, that's 603-283-6160. And which is tonight, it's Aria, Conan, and Ian. And we're talking about cryptocurrency here. And if you still don't know anything about it, it is well past time for you to go to Bitcoin.com and learn about it. Click Getting Started at the top of the page. Just take a few minutes out of your day to learn about this important world-changing information. Because now, AMC Theaters is accepting air quotes Bitcoin, and we're going to talk more about that momentarily. What a
1: disappointment. Yeah, this is this didn't turn out right.
2: But if you already know about cryptocurrency, head on over to news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you, all on a sleek, easy-to-use modern website. That's bitcoin.com and its news site, news.bitcoin.com. Now, I'm not allowed to use cryptocurrency at the moment, but I remain and will forever remain a huge cryptocurrency advocate. So when I hear something like, amc theaters is accepting bitcoin that sounds wonderful but then you looked into it conan and what we found was that they may or may not accept bitcoin but it's unclear because they're using paypal in order to accept cryptocurrency right
1: and what can you what cryptos can you load on paypal ian the four that AMC is accepting exactly
3: Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin.
2: Did but PayPal the- ever change it? I didn't think you could withdraw cryptocurrency from
3: PayPal. Last I heard, you cannot withdraw from PayPal. I don't. I don't know if they've changed that. We can look into that. Uh, no, uh, there's.
1: I don't think they have any. Uh, um, they they are never going to relinquish that. That's mm-hmm. their. This is a. This is a crypto grab on their part. And this and and most big companies know by, by the way, the the Elon Musk's of this world. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. They they know that there is value in this. It's gold. Uh, it's, better they, than they, it's better. They're than not gonna. Gold. They're not gonna redistribute it back into the community. They're gonna hold on to it as a, as a, as value.
2: Well, look at what Cash App did. Cash App essentially did the same thing that PayPal did, except they actually allow you to withdraw your cryptocurrency. Hmm. Well, that, so if you got to use one of these payment platforms, don't use PayPal. Yeah. Well, right Cash right App. off
1: the bat, and this is why I I don't do a lot of online ticket buying and whatnot because there's always. A convenience fee, and AMC is charging two stinking dollars. I mean, you would Jeez. think, you would think. And by the way, our uh, paying paying our water bill here in Keene, it just pisses me off. <laughs> I have to go in there all the time because of a stupid convenience fee. Yeah, because you don't. Kind of it's, and, it. and it's like, what? what doesn't even make sense. I am actually uh preventing you from having to have a teller up at the counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm you know pay in, uh, there's no there's no light bill there's no there's no t- uh vendor fee i mean
3: this is so you're conv- saying you're, just you're, to clarify you're it, saying you get the convenience fee charged by paying with a, a card right
1: with a, with uh, even with an e check i yeah. can't i can't even uh uh, plug what? in my routing number for, with my bank they're going to charge me a convenience fee it should be the other way around it's I, am actually, man. I am Well, this is not this is That's amc true. they're charging 2 dollars convenience fee if anything they should actually be giving me a bonus a discount a discount yeah. for buying online what? idiots
3: this what? is a real disappointment though
2: what is the convenience fee for the water bill here in kane it's probably like 2 or 3 credit, percent, credit right? if you use a
3: credit
1: card it's
3: 3% that's because they don't want to pay for the credit card fees. They don't want, no,
1: they don't, they, they're vendors, they're tellers, they don't want to fire them. It's job security. All
3: governments do this. If you ever want to try to pay with a card, if they even accept it, they will always upcharge you for it because they can't possibly take that, you no, know, no. that 3% out of what you just normally get right, right, them. All right.
1: What about an like e Like every
3: other business.
1: What about an e check? Totally free. Fees it's involved just with that. It's but it's not three percent like no, what they not. charge. It's definitely not. So, anyways, they're just uh,
3: raping you because they can. I
1: have one stinking utility bill that I that I I can't pay online because I'm you know how I am. I, I had to sure. I had to drive it, but I usually lit like like last thing I paid like the, it was I had a year and a half's worth of water bill. <laughs> They were actually they were going to disconnect me, and so I went in there and actually paid it.
2: EverSource charges a convenience fee for card payments, but I don't know about like checks and things like that. All right, so correction to what this
3: other article said about you could buy a DogeCoin loaded uh, gift card. I think the person who wrote it just didn't understand what's going on. And this is also interesting because uh, the CEO of AMC Theaters back in October sent out a tweet saying. Hey, Dogecoin fans! Huge news as we work to accept online crypto payments. You can now buy AMC Theaters digital gift cards up to two hundred dollars per day with Dogecoin and other cryptocurrency using a BitPay wallet. And then he links to BitPay, so they've definitely got some sort of a line. You know, they've talked obviously with BitPay yeah. here. Um, and they should
2: have just stayed with
3: BitPay, right? I don't understand why they didn't just, you know, use BitPay on their website instead of. PayPal, which for our listeners that don't understand what we're talking about here, PayPal is basically fake crypto. Yes. You go onto PayPal, and I've never done this personally, but I understand. We've read enough about it. Um, It's actually not even available. Like, First of all, I'm prohibited from doing so by my bail conditions, which are ridiculous. But secondly, PayPal never turned it on for my account. So for whatever reason, it's just not even there.
2: Well, PayPal banned me for life like two years ago.
3: Yeah. So what you do is you go into the crypto section and you tell PayPal, all right, I want to buy quote-unquote bitcoin and you tell them how much you want to buy and then they give you the bitcoin in your account and you can then i believe use that bitcoin to pay other paypal merchants yes inside their little closed loop system but anybody who has a Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or whatever balance on PayPal, as you say, Arya, they cannot withdraw it. They can only use it within the PayPal ecosystem. Is and that true
2: even for the merchants?
3: I believe that's true for everybody on PayPal, unless they've changed it since they launched it last year. And it's not even quite been a year, I think, at this point since that kicked off. Um, and I'll, I'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure that they haven't changed that.
2: So the only way, if you were to be paid in Bitcoin and you're a PayPal merchant, the only way for you to actually use that money to replenish the supplies you sold or whatever is to have PayPal cash out that cryptocurrency for you, presumably? Yeah.
3: So basically, you hold, quote-unquote, Bitcoin with PayPal until you decide you want to turn it back into U.S. dollars, and then you can do that. And that's all you can do with, uh, with PayPal. So... They, uh, they really whiffed I remember being this one at really, AMC. Yeah,
2: I remember being really excited when PayPal announced that they were going to you know implement cryptocurrency. And then it became increasingly depressing how they chose to implement it.
3: Yeah, and it was big news, right? Like, that PayPal has implemented this is, is still big news. It's just, yeah, according to the internet here, PayPal.com, uh, their help files say, you are currently not able to send crypto assets to family or friends.
2: So, apparently, you can't even... <laughs> it can only be used probably for certified PayPal merchants. merchants.
3: And you can you can only, uh, sorry, you also cannot withdraw crypto assets from your cryptocurrencies hub to an external
2: cryptocurrency wallet. God, that, that sets off so many
3: oh, wait, red wait, wait, wait. flags Hold for on. me. You also cannot use crypto assets directly as a currency to pay for goods or services. So What? <laughs> what?
2: So how does that work? If you wanted to buy a ticket from AMC using this PayPal nonsense. Know.
3: Conan wouldn't log into PayPal, so uh that was that was the end of that process.
2: I can't say I blame him. PayPal is evil and the hmm. even if you did have would would you have been willing to send cryptocurrency to PayPal? No. no. Would you have bought their their fake cryptocurrency? No. The reason
3: I call I don't, it fake, I don't
1: even really use them that much these days. It's just only, the only reason I have a PayPal account is because of eBay. The,
3: the, the reason I call it fake is because you can't prove it's real. Right. You can't actually withdraw the so-called
2: Bitcoin. So as far as you know, they don't even have it. Yeah, but these might as well be lightning transactions. They're useless and you have absolutely no way of actually controlling your crypto. Out of all of the places you can get cryptocurrency, do not Get it from PayPal and do not use PayPal for that purpose. It's the worst of all of them. It's even worse than Coinbase. They are saying they
3: have plans to allow withdrawals, though. That from May of this year. Well, there's at least that. When Monster
0: Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's Wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times best-selling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for or more
2: it's great talk live you are invited to join us 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria.
3: Ian. And Cody.
2: And we're talking about cryptocurrency here, and AMC's completely botched attempt to accept cryptocurrency as payment. They decided to go through PayPal. Well, it's not completely botched,
3: because he said that the CEO said 14% of their online sales already, within days, has gone to cryptocurrency, and... We were reading an article from it was apparently on PayPal's site, but uh, it's been changed
1: since then. The and, policies, but, but how pay, much of that was Doge? PayPal, you got you got lots. You of, can't pay with Doge for yeah, but you can buy gift cards with right. Doge.
3: That's not technically through AMC; it's through BitPay. It's one of those things where you just buy a bunch of different gift cards with cryptocurrencies. Yeah. There's a dozen of these services out there. But the thing I wanted to clarify was, according to the article from May of this year where it's about how PayPal's cryptocurrency boss man is saying that they will let customers withdraw crypto at some point. Now, this was back in May, mind you, so... Why is
2: it taking so long?
3: I don't know. They're probably, you know, worried, very afraid of the regulators, I, I presume. they're. I don't know.
2: So, you would think that would be something they would have in place before they even rolled it out, because the ability to withdraw your money is kind of important.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things you sort of expect from PayPal, but... Yeah. Anyway, they also said that uh, this PayPal guy also said that in March they did start to allow users to purchase things with crypto. So it's no longer that you can just buy and hold the crypto on PayPal. You can now apparently send it to merchants, which apparently is why AMC is allowing people to pay with quote unquote cryptocurrencies through PayPal. So,
2: but that's- until you can withdraw it to a wallet that you control. There's no way to know that it's actually cryptocurrency. Correct.
3: That said, uh, the CEO of AMC, Adam Aaron, did tell CNBC a few weeks ago... That they're exploring ways to issue their own cryptocurrency. "Quote: There are a lot of reasons why AMC could be a successful issuer of cryptocurrency, as well as a redeemer of cryptocurrency. That's one of a half a dozen ideas we're working on right now. Mm. And what that's I think that's not going
2: to make the SEC very happy.
3: Well, what I think's interesting about this is that AMC is an old company, right? Like we looked at them before, back when uh, it was earlier this year when that whole stock craze thing was happening with GameStop. Mm, yeah, AMC was. Sort of like the also stock that people were also buying at the time. And they're over a hundred year old company. Like, this is a company that has been around from the very beginning of motion pictures, uh, basically. And Yeah, they kind of botched this rollout by going with PayPal instead of BitPay or something like that, or rolling their own solution. But that said, it's still good news. It's still something that's going to get them some positive press. It's obviously getting them some revenue in cryptocurrency, so that's good for them. If they actually
2: get that cryptocurrency. Well, it yeah. could be that PayPal won't even allow, you know, AMC to have their crypto. Then I currency. hope they
3: change real fast and, and move to another, uh, you know, option like like BitPay, who's been in the field for now a decade as far as helping companies accept crypto uh, payments, big companies like uh, like AMC. But but it's still good because it shows that. An old dog can learn a new trick, basically. Like this this dinosaur of a corporation that, you know, almost died last year due to all the COVID restrictions came out of this thing looking pretty good and looking at new new ideas that a lot of companies won't even consider. Major corporations, you know, the size of AMC theaters have not touched cryptocurrency for the most part. This has got to be one of the biggest, if not, you know, one of the top five uh corporations as far as you know as far as their actual business size their market cap or whatever that has embraced cryptocurrency
2: i mean this is pretty big that's a good point i would like to see walmart doing it next i think walmart accepting cryptocurrency would be a terrific milestone for people and they should
3: launch their own coin walmart should yeah they should walmart for years has been interested in running its own bank Really? Because if you think about it, yeah, this is it's been years since I saw this story about Walmart. They've been trying and they've been getting denied like to run their own bank. And if you look at what the services they offer, they offer services towards the poorest of the poor, right? Like yeah. you can go into Walmart and you can send uh Walmart Moneygram or whatever they call it. They've got like Walmart to Walmart, I think is what it's called now. It's actually run by a different company, but it's got their branding on it. And you can send this thing for like Cheap, cheap, cheap compared to, say, Western Union or whatever. You can order a money order in most Walmarts for less than a dollar, like 49 cents. Some of them even do it free, from what I understand in some areas, just to get people in the door, just to get them shopping. So they provide people with financial services, as much of them as they can right now. And you've seen Walmarts, some of them have banks, like the Super Walmarts. Yeah. They have local banks or credit unions or whatever located in the Walmart. That's not because like they want to do that. That's because they want people to have banking services, but they themselves have not been authorized to do it. Hmm. You know, one of the things they could do if they ran their own bank would be cut themselves a break on credit card fees. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm. I mean, think about the amount of money that Walmart pays in credit card fees you know two three percent or whatever i mean they probably get a break because of the, the volume so maybe they're paying two percent instead of three like you know most businesses but if they ran their own bank they could do it for way less and that's one of the things the banks don't want and so essentially the uh, the Mm-mm-mm-mm. banks are standing in the way of walmart becoming their own bank now this was you again it's been years since i've read the story about this but uh, you know nothing's changed because walmart hasn't launched their own bank and you know they want to well, so if they-, if they launch their own crypto the bankers can't stop them from doing that
2: well, whether they launch their own crypto or not, if they just accept cryptocurrency, then they're no longer paying the credit card processing fees of those right. transactions. Instead, the end user is. The Correct. The customer is.
3: The problem, of course, with, as we mentioned before, accepting cryptocurrencies is it's still so new, it's a bumpy road. And that yeah. may be one reason why AMC went with PayPal, because... There's really no way you can screw that up, right? Like you're just you're within the PayPal ecosystem. You're either using them or you're not. You can't do anything from outside wallets. So the chances that somebody is going to have a, you know, a failure with PayPal's crypto system is near to zero because there's no outside interaction from anything. Um, maybe that's why they went that way instead of using BitPay. And even BitPay changed their, uh, changed the game several year, a few years ago, and they introduced their own uh, protocol, basically, for, for, uh, for accepting payments. And so you can't use BitPay with some wallets as well, just like with, uh, okay. with our friends over at AnyPay, where there's just some wallets that will not work. And that's because they wanted to reduce the amount of issues that customers were having, because every customer that has an issue is a bad customer experience, and businesses don't want that.
2: I mean, luckily, the more popular wallets like Edge and Coinami... Well, I don't know if Coinami actually ever got around to supporting the AnyPay protocol. I have not heard. But the ones popular here in New Hampshire certainly got around to it. But that's because Edge is open source. I think Exodus... I don't think they're open source, but they added it. Did they? I thought so.
3: I never Didn't heard they? about that. Last I heard, Exodus would not add it. And in fact, I think I saw AnyPay um, giving them a hard time for it within the last few months on uh, Twitter. Okay. I could be mistaken then. Yeah. I don't think they. Ever I did. know one
2: of the developers for Exodus, so maybe I'll ask him and see what he can do about it. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard to implement. I mean, someone did it on the Edge network for relatively low cost. I think that's true, but we had to fund it. Yeah, but it was worth it because so and many Edge people in- here use and Edge integrated it. So yeah, so many people here use the Edge wallet, but that's a lot better than PayPal. I mean, even if you got to jump through hoops to use the payment method. Or even if you just have to skew, scan a QR code directly or something like that, anything is better than PayPal. Until they allow you to withdraw your cryptocurrency from their ecosystem, you have no way of knowing whether or not it's actually cryptocurrency. And it's certainly not your cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. because it's it's Not your keys, not your coins. Yeah, and that's most flagrantly true there on PayPal, where you can't withdraw it. Probably don't even have a private key to invoke somewhere down the line. But that's not all that's going on with cryptocurrency. We've talked about Miami Coin here on the show a few times. I wasn't on any of those episodes, so I, I'm not entirely oh, really? sure what Miami Coin is, other than that it's a cryptocurrency seemingly launched by the city of Miami. No. It, what?
3: No. Nope. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Stop. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, and the new NYC Coin that just launched last week was not launched by New York City. Uh, we can talk more about that coming up.
2: So these are just Ethereum. So
3: they're not Ethereum either.
2: They're not. A- I've got to know more about what these things are. If Miami coin wasn't made by the city of Miami and New York City coin wasn't made by the city of New York, I'm curious what's going on. 603 283 6160, though. If you want to change the subject or talk about cryptocurrency, you're welcome to do that. 603 283 6160. free talk live with aria ian and conan and you're invited to join us at 603-283-6160 talking about cryptocurrency here and it's important it's important to keep in mind if it's not your keys it's not your crypto and paypal is just one of the worst examples of that but how do you keep your keys safe if you have your own cryptocurrency? You know, that's a question a lot of people ask. Yep. Phones can be hacked. Devices can be hacked. Computers can be hacked. Or, you know, you you can just run into un- unfortunate circumstances. Well, there are solutions for this called hardware wallets. And the BitBox is a 100% open source hardware wallet, which means you don't have to trust the company that makes it that... It's totally secure. They're not hiding any back doors or anything like that because people can actually look through the code and verify themselves that it's legit. And that's why we're giving one away here on Free Talk Live. All you have to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel, which you can find at video.freetalklive.com. Take a screenshot of that and send it to me on our social media server at social.freetalklive.com. A and number, you've already had people doing this. I've right? already had a number of people doing this. One Good. person... Sent a I subscri- sent a screenshot of them subscribing to Patreon, and I'm torn about whether or not I want to allow that. I'm like, sure. It didn't follow but, the instructions. Yeah, so, I don't know. You, we could do that next. We've got a couple more That's to give away, right? Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. That's video.freetalklive.com. That's where you need to subscribe to. That's free. You don't have to pay anything like you do with Patreon. Just go there. Subscribe to our channel. Take a screenshot. And then send it to me at social.freetalklive.com. And we'll be giving away one of these on an upcoming episode of Freer Talk Live. But if you don't want to wait, you can just buy one. Head on over to box.freetalklive.com and use code FTL to get a 5% discount. Because these things are fairly expensive. And 5% off is always nice. That's box.freetalklive.com and code FTL. I wouldn't say they're fairly expensive.
3: They're in line with competition. It's a solid investment at the very least. Well, I mean, you got to take your money seriously, right? Yeah. And you want to have the highest level of security. You want to get a hardware wallet, and you got to pay a little bit for it. But it ain't going to break the bank on a lot of people.
2: The only thing I've never been too clear on is what the advantages of a hardware wallet versus like a paper wallet.
3: Paper wallets are also a solid way to uh, to store things. Uh, of course, hardware wallets have security, and paper wallets have none. Mm, so that okay. would be one of them. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: So before we got interrupted. We were talking about Miami Coin and New York City Coin, and evidently, Miami Coin is not created by the city of Miami.
3: No, God no. I mean, you knew they—you can't have a city create a cryptocurrency. They're going to totally botch it up. I mean,
2: governments can't do anything. Well, I was sure they were going to screw it up. Yeah, but I I didn't. Wasn't surprised that I thought they were going to attempt it. I mean, other countries are attempting it to an extent Mm, are they though
3: i think other countries are trying to do a cbdc which is a central bank digital currency it's not the exact same thing at all
2: no this would be on a smaller scale but it would essentially be the central digital bank currency of the city of miami right
3: well they don't have a central bank in miami this is a cryptocurrency so Coins is the the organization i don't know if they're a company but they're an organization that's that's doing this Uh, their website citycoins.co just to bring you up to speed aria on this Uh, we did discuss this on a recent episode but uh, for listeners that are unfamiliar they are basing this on some sort of protocol called stacks stx which i don't know a whole lot about but apparently stacks somehow enables smart contracts and apps on the bitcoin blockchain so i don't know how they do it but that's what they claim and uh, so so this is being done essentially as a rider on top of Bitcoin's blockchain somehow.
2: I didn't know this was possible. One of the other things that Bitcoin did with their upgrade this weekend was add in the ability to have smart contracts, I thought. Oh, interesting. So I didn't think they existed prior to this weekend.
3: Apparently they did through the Stacks uh, token. So what happens is Citycoins are mined by forwarding the STX token to the Citicoins smart contract on the Stacks protocol And then the miners get rewarded in uh, city coins. They get 70%, the miners do. 30% of the city coins get sent to a wallet that is reserved for each city. And the mayor of the city may elect at any time to accept that reserved wallet and then access that for the treasury uh, or for the treasury by the city, essentially. So it is an option for these cities to participate in this. Uh, if the city does, Keen
2: will have one of these.
3: Nope, there's only two so far. There's Miami, which launched earlier this year. I think it was in the summertime, and then New York City Coin just kicked off, uh, literally within a,
2: the last week. But no one from the city has to be involved in the creation of this, right? They are not, in fact, involved in the creation of this. You just have to have a demand for it. And
3: apparently there is. Uh, There's apparently been quite a bit of demand for the Miami coin. And as a result, the news here is from the AP. Uh, This came out a few days ago. Miami's mayor says he plans to distribute the proceeds from the city's cryptocurrency to residents. Which i got to say, I'm surprised because I've been saying on the air when we've talked about these city coins, like... Oh yeah, the city's just going to take this extra revenue and they're just going to spend it. They're not going to lower property taxes or whatever. Right. Like, like I could actually get behind something like this if a city actually said, all right, well, for every dollar that, you know, we get in on the, this cryptocurrency's worth of, you know, crypto, we're going to lower property taxes or something, right? That would be pretty cool. That would actually be pretty innovative. And I don't, I got to say, I did not expect Mayor Francis Suarez to say Thursday during an interview with the cryptocurrency news site that he's planning to convert the millions of dollars in
2: proceeds so far. So Miami Coin's doing fairly well.
3: That Miami Coin has created uh, into a Bitcoin dividend. Quote, We're going to be the first city in America to give a Bitcoin yield as a dividend directly to its residents, he said in an interview with Coindesk.com. Further, he said, we're going to create digital wallets for our residents, and we're going to give them Bitcoin directly from the yield of Miami coin. So they're
2: going to sell the Miami coin and use it to buy Bitcoin and then create wallet addresses for all of the residents of Miami? It sounds like a bureaucratic nightmare. (laughs) It it does sound like it won't be very... Effective.
3: Yeah. I mean, given that bureaucrats suck at everything they do, this is probably going to they're probably going to botch this up somehow. I mean, this is a huge procedure, right? Like to register every citizen. I, I don't
1: think so. I think they just convert it in USD and just send everyone a check.
3: But that's not what He's they're saying. What they're what they're he said. I mean, obviously politicians lie, uh, but he says we are going to give them Bitcoin directly. Among questions that still need to be answered, according to the mayor. And by the way, this this mayor is one of these like Bitcoin guys, right? Like okay. he's all into Bitcoin. He he's into like getting paid in Bitcoin. He wanted the Bitcoin conference to be held in Miami, and they did. They held it down there. Uh, but anyway, so whether the dividends will go to taxpayers, residents, people who vote in the city, or those who have Miami addresses. Good questions. Uh, promotion of tech and cryptocurrency in Miami has boosted Suarez's national profile, according to the Miami Herald. And uh, Miami Coin actually started in August, so it hasn't even been around for four months uh, at this point.
2: Well, hopefully, people who have Bitcoin addresses already can just send in a form with their Bitcoin address on it and get their cryptocurrency that way. Because I. Even though this guy's a cryptocurrency advocate, I just find it hard to believe that any any government employee would actually be willing to turn over cryptocurrency to an individual to the in yeah. the public. Yeah,
3: it's it's shocking. That's why I say I can't believe I'm seeing this particular article. Uh, and maybe the plans will change once they realize what a bureaucratic mess this whole thing is uh, is going to be. It would be a lot easier to just take the take the revenue. From whatever, like millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin and just deduct that from the the city budget, right? Like, and lower people's taxes. That would be a simpler
2: process.
3: Yeah. So,
2: we'll see. But this puts money directly into the heads of the people and good money at that. Yeah, it does. However, I have to think that, you know, selling that amount of Miami coin is probably going to decimate the value of Miami coin.
3: <sighs> yeah, I don't know exactly how all that works. I presume it's not really clear um exactly how the cities collect on this do they actually get bitcoin do they get stx do they get miami coin it's not real clear what the city walks away from when they say when the city says yes i want that 30 percent uh what are they actually getting out of that it does say 30 percent of the stx is sent to a wallet so presumably they're actually getting stx not miami coin uh, all of the interactions between these three yeah. different cryptos is very confusing. But uh, according to coingecko.com, the Miami coin last time I looked was like two cents or something. Let me give you an updated price. I mean, price there, here. there are worse valued cryptocurrencies out there 2.25 cents per Miami coin.
2: Not terrible. I mean, if the city of Miami can pull this off and actually have a crypto, a Bitcoin address for every single resident of the city of Miami, whatever they use to define resident, maybe it's just having an address or you know, whatever, voting within Miami. I don't know how they'll do it, but if they figure out a way to do that and actually create a Bitcoin address for all of these people and give mm-hmm. them some amount of Bitcoin, I will be tremendously impressed because el salvador recently attempted something similar with the lightning network
3: and it was a mess
2: and it was a complete fiasco and yeah I, I don't know what the status is of that lately but the last i heard it wasn't going well
3: plus if it's millions of dollars worth of bitcoin and you div- divvy that up amongst i don't know a couple million people in miami that's not going to be a whole lot of bitcoin it's going to get eaten up by fees
2: sadly that is the case so we'll see there's more coming up it's free talk live
0: Free Talk Live
2: It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria.
3: It's Ian. And Conan.
2: And I've had this article uh, for a few days, and I've read it, and it's interesting, but there wasn't really a good time to talk about it. And Conan, I think you're the perfect person to be on with us as we Uh-oh. get into it. A Utah company says it's revolutionized truth-telling technology. In 2018, John Rail, a volunteer track, to- track coach in New Mexico, was on trial for allegedly raping a 14-year-old girl when his lawyer made an unusual request. He wanted ju- the judge to admit evidence from Eye Detect, a lie detection test based on eye movements that Rail had passed. Hmm. The judge agreed, and five of the twelve jurors ended up voting not to convict. A mistrial was declared. I detect is the property of the Utah company Converse. They say, "Imagine if you could exonerate the innocent and identify the liars just by looking into their eyes," said the company on their YouTube channel.
1: This what? is some minority port stuff going on here. This is some pre- yeah. pre-crime.
2: It, sort of. It sort of is. Yeah. Well, now you can. As chief executive Todd Mickelson said, they. Says they've built a better truth detection mousetrap. He believes eye movements reflect their bearer far better than the much older and mostly discredited polygraph. It's Which courts will not allow. Polygraph. Right, because they're tremendously unreliable. You just, put
1: a, you just put a tack in your shoe, right? Every time you can trick the, trick the machine by stepping on the tack? Hmm.
2: I don't know any methods me. of bypassing a polygraph, but they're not reliable. I know that much at least. Critics, however, say the iDetect is just a polygraph in more algorithmic clothing. The machine is fundamentally unable to deliver on its claims, they argue, because human truth-telling is too subtle for any data set. Hmm. And I think they're underestimating the the capability of data mining that is out there already. And they worry that relying on it can lead to tragic outcomes, like punishing the innocent Mm -hmm. or providing a cloak for the guilty. iDetect raises a question that draws all the way back to the garden of eden are humans so wired to tell the truth that we'll give ourselves away when we don't and if so can modern technology come up with the tools to detect those tells
1: except what do you except what do you do with the people who specialize in lying they do it so much that they could do it with a straight face and and, and including their eye uh, reaction well, so, some some yeah, people are really good at it.
2: As I understand it, the key to passing these sorts of things is to just convince yourself that it's true. Exactly. And I don't know I don't know how people are capable of doing that, but evidently some people are. Well, if you if
1: you tell yourself enough times, what 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 are the uh the daily confirmations or whatnot? Is that what it is where you look in the mirror and you say I'm a good person. Positive I'm going to have a good good day today because I'm I a recommend good person. Those, those are good. I've never done it in my life, <laughs> but yeah. If you tell yourself it, it's, it's, I mean, the, it only takes the whole, a few to if you, do. If, right. if you say a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. Well, it is.
3: There are also uh, people like uh, JP, who I don't know if you've uh, if you've met that that character. He's oh yeah,
2: the the it's not cop block. It's like cop chasers or something. Yeah, yeah,
3: because he kind of got kicked out of cop block. Uh, anyway, he's, he's, an, he's a character. He's an interesting character, but he's also like a pathological liar. And I firmly believe that he is not trying to lie to deceive when he tells lies, that he actually lies because he believes it.
1: Because he's wired that way as well. He's
3: crazy and he
2: believes (laughs) the things that he's saying. They're not true, but he believes it. So it would be interesting to see how iDetect would you know, detect one of his lies.
3: Yeah, and it would be interesting to have you know, a really experienced liar go in front of iDetect and see how mm-hmm. it does. I mean, these are things that can be tra- tested, presumably, and I imagine iDetect is going to claim that they've done extensive testing, so it's interesting.
2: Sure, but it's got to be 100% if it's going to be used in any in court, court of, of law, law or yeah. anything like that. 99.99% isn't enough.
3: Yeah, I don't want to see innocent people going behind bars. And that happens too often already.
2: An eye detect test has a subject placed in front of a monitor with a digital camera and, as with the polygraph, lobbed generically true false queries like have you ever hurt anyone to establish a baseline. Then come specific questions. If the subject's physical responses are more demonstrative there, they are presumed to be lying. Less demonstrative, they're telling the truth. The exact number of... Flubbed questions that determines a failure is governed by an algorithm. The computer spits out a yes or no based on an adjustable formula. So it basically is just a polygraph, just mm-hmm. they're measuring eye movements instead. And they probably do have a better algorithm than whatever was used for polygraph tests. Yeah,
3: it's pretty old tech polygraph.
2: Where the polygraph measures blood pressure, breathing, and sweat to determine the lies, I detect looks at factors like pupil dilation and the rapidity... The rapidness of eye movement. A polygraph is emotional, Mickelson said. Eye detect is cognitively based. Mm -hmm. He explains why eye movements could be infected. You have to think harder to lie than to tell the truth. Eye detect plays into a form of techno aspirational thinking. Our web browser already pitches us a vacation we swear has only lived in our minds while dating apps serve up a a romantic partner dreamed up in our hearts. No, they they don't. Neither one of those statements are true. Web browsers are terrible at guessing what I'm going to be interested in. Facebook isn't good at it. Amazon isn't good at it. Web browsers aren't good at it. They almost always just feed me ads for things I've already bought. They do that a lot, too. Yeah. Like, things that you're only going to buy once in your entire life, Amazon immediately starts... You've talked about this before. Like, you buy something on Amazon that you're only going to buy once... Like a new coat rack or something, and suddenly Amazon just shoves you a you bunch of one new of coat racks. Not, rack not just Amazon;
1: every everyone else as well. Facebook. Yeah. Why is Facebook recommending this to me? How do they even know what I, what my shopping list looks like?
2: Oh, they get that information directly from, from G- Amazon, from Gmail, from Google. Well, they get it from Amazon directly. I'm sure they get it from Google as well, because they're all playing together. Like, but I
3: feel bad for the company that's buying the ads, because in most cases, it's the exact same place that I bought the thing from. So like, I bought network cables from a company called Monoprice, because they're dirt cheap, and they've worked great. Uh, and I see these network cable- as soon as I go and buy these network cables, I see these ads for mono price network cables. Everyone's like, I know where to buy network
1: cables. <laughs> That's where I bought them. Well, I it, would go back. The, the pro- yeah. Well, the prop that the problem. Is, so you're saying they're not recommending like competitors?
3: Yeah, they're no competitor, and maybe so, like, maybe maybe they pro- are the
1: best price. Maybe well, it, the be- yeah, the best but it's deal. pointless
2: to advertise to Ian the these
3: the same exact product from the same exact company that I already bought it from, and presumably I would remember them and go back. But maybe people are just so absent-minded, they're like, "Whoa, where did I you, get those?
1: You, you do have people who buy on impulse, mm-hmm. which is why they have those racks right there at the cash sure. register. I don't I don't know that I have ever bought anything on those racks. Mm, I but bought some beef jerky have, at Walmart. But it, but it works. When I used to work for the department stores... That was a, that was a prime focus where you make sure yeah. it makes you the it's important. The, you got the impulse uh, shelves. You have the the sidekicks on the end of the aisles and whatnot. It's, they, there's a strategy involved in there's sure people is. who there's people who go to school to learn to 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 to, to set those things up, sure. and and people fall for it.
2: The only time I've ever bought something out of one of those impulse racks, it was I went there specifically to get it, and I knew that was where it would be located. Yeah, bat-
1: batteries is a prime example. Or lighters. I, Like, I need a C battery this for the uh, for the fire alarm. I know mm-hmm. exactly where they're at at Aldi's. And it's not on the shelves. It's at it's on one of the it's impulse the, shelves. Yeah.
2: People have been trying to make these sort of predictions for a long time, said Leonor- Leonard Sachs, a psychologist at some university. But the science has not progressed much in 100 years. Like most experts, he has not reviewed eye detects research specifically, but he says, I don't know of any evidence that eye movements are linked to deception. When it comes to the polygraph, experts have a long history of declaring failure, of course. The machine, which celebrates its 100th birthday this year, wow, is still used in areas like police interrogations. And when I was 17, I got injured, no, I guess I was 18, and they wanted me to take a polygraph test. Wow. And I agreed to it, and they never actually followed up with it. You didn't know your rights back then? No, I didn't. No, No, I was some young, stupid kid who got in trouble for contributing to the delinquency of a minor for buying some cigarettes, right? Mm. Something one shouldn't get in trouble for anyway, considering I was, in fact, 18 and buying them for someone who, you know, four days ago I was sharing cigarettes with all the time and i'm sure Western that Prime. minor
3: never went out and bought another cigarette through anyone else after they busted you
2: oh i'm i'm, I'm absolutely sure <laughs> but yeah they they are still used in police interrogations at least they were back then but they're also used in government security clearance investigations wow. and for some reason sex offender
3: monitoring that's amazing the government won't allow them into courts but they're still using them in their own bureaucracies
2: the market is valued at some two billion dollars might be the reason oh, why yeah, government go. still are using it There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. As always, you are invited to join us, weigh in, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria,
1: it's Ethan, and Cody.
2: And we've been experimenting with some different video streaming platforms lately, like uh, we ended up on Nona TV last night, and as far as I'm aware, we're still streaming there. But we're constantly getting kicked off of platforms, uh, Nemo is constantly kicking us off, YouTube constantly kicking us off, we're pretty sure this new one is going to as well, We don't want you to have to worry about whether or not we're going to be there on a day-to-day basis if you go to watch us and we're just not there. And you don't have to deal with that if you follow us on Odyssey. You can find it at video.freetalklive.com. There, we've been able to do the show with females just being topless talking about current events and stuff. And there was no issue from Odyssey whatsoever. There's certainly not any of this medical misinformation content strikes or any of that garbage video.freetalklive.com if you actually want to watch the show and know that it's going to be there tomorrow then odyssey is the best place to do that that's video.freetalklive.com and there's other stuff to see there as well there's more than a million channels over there at odyssey so check it out video.freetalklive.com we have dave calling from ridley report here in new hampshire dave you're on free talk live
5: hey uh, have you guys been following this? Uh, I guess like the Belknap County Republicans and some other small groups around the state have been calling for an independent investigation of uh, Governor Sununu.
1: Uh-uh. This I is I the heard first I've
2: heard
3: about it. I did hear the rumor about that, yeah. So they are wanting to investigate Sununu regarding the arrest of nine people at a recent uh, meeting where it was Sununu and the executive council. That was the meeting where they denied the $27 million federal bribe money for COVID uh, pimping. And uh, there were hundreds of protesters that uh, had showed up, but nine people were arrested at that. And so that's what they want to investigate him for. And then, by the way, subsequently, uh, Sununu and the executive council passed. Yep. The yep. acceptance. So, just a few weeks later, they, cave,
1: the, they caved in.
3: They did it in a secret uh, agenda. They went. It was a public meeting, but they didn't have the item on the agenda, and so none of the protesters knew about it, so they didn't show up. And, but,
1: and speaking of secretive, I'm, I'm just wondering what backroom deals were taking place, Sununu and those executive oh, yeah. councilors. There were
2: clearly or, some,
3: or there had been. What
1: threats were issued? Did they, did they ever uh, explain why? Uh, they uh, went back on their uh, original decision. Great question. I'd like to. I'd like to know that, I, and I haven't seen any explanation.
2: I don't suspect they'll ever give one. B-
1: Before the first
5: of these three controversial meetings even happened, uh, there was already a problem because they didn't apparently provide uh, sufficient notice about the content of the first meeting, uh, which was shut down. Uh, that's another problem. Uh, that they, was the one they, where they uh, ran
2: off crying that people were being mean to them and threatening them, right? Even though it was just yeah, like people one, peacefully right? protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's is just, such it's, a pussy.
5: It's just this endless list of corruption that seems to be tied to these. This last series of executive council meetings. I have a funny feeling we're just seeing uh, the tip of the the tip of the iceberg,
1: and he's going to get reelected again too. I don't know, man. Yeah, he probably will. I mean, he it's, will.
3: It, most incumbents get re- reelected. I mean, it's just a fact. I wish that they didn't,
1: but... And it's going to be... And the argument's going to be lesser of two evils. They got We can't yeah, vote for the, well, the, 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 the Democrat, the, the Democrat because you, whoever that's going to be when time comes is going to be horrible. And it's like, oh, well, we got Sununu, and yeah, he kind of backtracked on some of his things, and he kept us locked down for a year, but you know what? He's better than that, that damn Democrat.
3: So the folks over at Reopen or Rebuild New Hampshire, I think they're called that now, uh, they're they doing good work on this. They're keeping their email list informed about what's been going on and and giving them contact information for the executive council, as well as, by the way, a... Uh, committee in the state house. So apparently the last stop for this twenty two million that the executive council reversed course and accepted, Mm -hmm. they're not the last stop. This now has to go through some sort of financial approval through this other financial committee or whatever. And will
1: that be a public meeting?
3: It will be a public meeting. Uh and they are accepting obviously comments. So I emailed the executive council and this particular committee and I emailed – the email to the executive council which was just two sentences or two lines. Headline, did the feds threaten you? What a shame to see New Hampshire break and grovel at the feet of the federal gang. <laughs> right, I think I meant feet. You should be ashamed of yourself. We'll be spreading the word about your cowardice on broadcast radio. And then I signed it, Ian Freeman, host of Free Talk Live. One of them actually responded, which I did, wow. I huh. did not expect. And Dave Wheeler, one of the executive council uh, – executive counselors, says – In a terribly formed sentence, uh, if you're, spelled Y-O-U-R...
2: Oh, good. to to a great start.
3: If you're going to talk about it, you should have all the facts that's it he didn't you know he
2: didn't give you any facts. no and so i wrote him back <laughs> yeah.
3: what
1: are the facts bro right so you i read? wrote him
3: back and, and this is four days ago now he hasn't responded to me i wrote him back saying and those are looks like you did find or sorry it looks like what you looks like you did what you were told and reversed your position what would you like me to say about why our phones are open tonight from seven to ten should you wish to call and speak directly and then i gave him the number and
1: no call no, shame. no, no call no email so who are these? Who are these uh, individuals who are who are going to sue Fununu? Nunu, Ridley? Well, it's a it, it's
5: it's a hob-glob. It, start, it seems to start with Belknap County Republicans. Uh, it look like Belknap, Belknap County Republican Co- Committee, which is Mike Sylvia's district, the guy who's sponsoring mm-hmm. independence legislation, uh, up Laconia area, and uh, then there there's these other Republican little Republican groups that are apparently doing the same thing and having little votes on on this and. It I, I looked I look like there was four or five that had already done something, but I don't know if all of them have voted yet.
2: It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. Uh, keep us informed on it, Dave. Um,
5: well, I had th- I had a lot of trouble getting informed, <laughs> just to tell you what I already know. Uh, so it'll be, it's be it been hard to get information about this so far, but it'll shake sure. it easier.
2: This is one of the reasons I'm not convinced that Sununu is going to win re-election, because he mm. has upset a large number of Republicans. And he's going to need the Republicans if he wants to get through a primary and he's going to need them if he wants to actually win the election and I'm not convinced they're on his side enough to do either of those it things it depends on
1: someone if it depends if someone if someone doesn't step up that's true they if, it's, wouldn't have to if, it's, have, if it's just him like it usually is every year. They're, it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be lesser of two well, evils. It wasn't They're just him, for him in
3: 2020, but the mainstream media ignored our man nobody and the other lady that was running against uh, Sununu. So you know, you probably do not even know he had opposition. Nope.
2: They didn't ignore Karen nearly as much as they ignored nobody.
3: That, they pretty much ignored them both, almost equally. Really, I mean, there was almost nothing about them in any mainstream media. Yeah, well, and
1: they, but they did the same exact thing in in this in our city of Keene. Where you didn't hear about you didn't hear about Arya, nope, and you didn't hear about this other uh, stalker guy. Well, that's because oh, there was him. really
2: there was really no campaigning at all. I mean the the stalker guy did some campaigning,
1: yeah, not, and, and he and he also did a lot of complaining about he, that they they didn't get a debate,
2: not prior to the primary. True. I mean prior to the prior to the primary, people just went in and voted, and it was a very very low turnout, and it was just a complete waste of time and money and money.
1: Yes, it, a lot of money for like a thousand people to vote. Like 20, $25,000, $30,000 at least?
2: Causing that is one of my proudest moments of this year. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to, but like single-handedly, I was responsible for the city of Keene having to do a primary that cost them between $12,000 and 20000 And I love everything about that. Good work, Arya. Thank you. But uh, after that, Zarkowski did begin primary. He was evidently somewhat upset that I was eliminated so early without getting a, a chance to speak my opinion. or I forget how he put it. But you're invited to join us. There's more coming up here. 603 283 6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, but there's still time for you to join us. 603 283 6160, if you'd like to do that. That's six zero three two eight three
1: six one six zero. With you tonight it's Arya, Ian. and
2: Cody. And we're talking about lie detector tests because this new company called eye detect has a new plan to track people's eye movements.
1: Oh yeah, they want to get on that uh they want to get down that money train. I mean, I didn't sure realize do. the uh the old system, which they're still using, they don't use in courts, but the police right. are still using a two billion dollar a year system. Yep. Amazing. Oh man, that's why yeah. it's that's why they're still using it, Ian. You got you got specialists, you yeah. have the mach- you have the the equipment, the machinery. But see, what, are gonna, removes- what are they gonna just do? Put it in a put it in a warehouse somewhere and then walk away from nah two billion you're not gonna walk away from two billion. Now these eye people are gonna get on they're gonna try to get on it. This is a scam.
3: But there's a website here from uh lie detection which is one of the like, I don't know, vendors or you know dealers of this eye detect company, and they claim right here on their site Classifies examinees as truthful or deceptive with 86% accuracy. That
2: is nowhere near accurate enough to be usable mm. in any meaningful capacity. They claim further that if you combine it with a polygraph and or
3: VSA examination, which stands for voice stress systems, then you can raise the total accuracy score to 98%. So they, claim. Which is
1: still not very good. This it- is the people that are trying to sell the product. To, to cities and to the court system. Who are going to lap it up. And the cops. And the cops. Yeah.
2: They're not going to be able to admit that with, with an 86% success rate.
3: No, but not in necessarily in courts, although you said that they, some court did admit it. Uh, uh, no, they didn't, they didn't. They
2: admitted the eye detect, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, did they? I thought yes. they, that That's was how the we started first with paragraph the story. Said. This guy in New Mexico, which has looser laws about these things than other states. He was accused of raping a 14-year-old girl took one of these tests oh, he, he, oh, because he passed
1: the test mm-hmm. yes so
2: but he was 12 his, 12 jurors okay it was his defense who argued that you know he should be allowed to take this polygraph test or this polygraph like test in order to prove his innocence
1: yeah but it doesn't explain if that was why i mean there might not have been enough evidence uh but it, 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 it's it, it not clear whether it's not clear whether he passed the detector and they chose not to convict based on the detection results Well, yeah the jury didn't say what their reasons were
2: now i have no doubt that it won- that we are going to reach a point where an algorithm just knows us so well that it can determine whether or not we're lying yes yeah,
1: probably- g- yeah google google ai
2: or, or facebook that's or something currently like being
1: that. that's currently being developed as we speak who's studying everything he's listening. google ai is listening to the show right now oh absolutely i'm learning mean- from us
2: i'm sure i have no doubt well we're broadcasting our show well not right now we're not we broadcast our show on their platform Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's something in the terms and conditions that said they can use our content for exactly that there's certainly one on facebook but there are already algorithms out there that can just read the words that people use to make their posts on facebook and with something like an 80 percent success rate determine whether or not that person is going to come out as gay
4: what Mm -hmm.
2: yes so these algorithms are already really good at predicting us. It's just they're going about this the wrong way. You know, if you want to find out what someone's ticks are when they're lying, you have to have some sort of bot out there crawling through their Facebook in order to f- to learn more about that particular individual. I think they're probably right in saying that human lying is too subtle and too nuanced for a single al- algorithm to be able to just detect eye movements, but there's probably a way for figuring it out for everyone. They say if it turns out to be more accurate than a polygraph, I detect can conjure a number of useful consequences and a few dystopian ones. What awaits if anyone could know if you were telling the truth just by looking at you? That lie to spare your Aunt Lily's feelings at Christmas would be out the window. So would being a teenager. Now, if if your family has one of these things just sitting around and every time you speak, it's monitoring you to determine whether or not you're lying, that is absolutely dystopian time to run away yeah but i don't see that happening
1: i don't see i i think there might be a mom or two who might buy into this Ooh, i want one of those how much (laughs) and of course you have to buy the service and you know sign the contract Mm. and they'll have it sitting in the closet and whenever tommy gets home late one night who are you out with were you out there with that with that with that johnny kid that i can't stand sit down and take the test Maybe on those rare occasions, yeah.
2: (laughs) If it proves hollow, though, an entirely different danger lurks. With this veneer of authority, many legal experts worry it could lead law enforcement, private employers, government agencies, and even some courts even further down the wrong path than the polygraph. She said she was concerned that people wouldn't get clearances for jobs or would otherwise be held accountable for things they did not do because of false positives. She noted that it could also help the guilty get away. I don't care about that. Honestly, I would rather you know, ten guilty people go free than one innocent person end up going to prison.
3: I'd rather have a hundred go free than one innocent person go to prison.
2: Sure, absolutely. But these things only have an eighty six percent success rate. And that's the people who are actually advertising it and trying to sell these things. Right. The real success rate is probably substantially lower than that. They they probably did ten people and they got the highest success rate and they're like, that's the one we're yep, going we're done. with. Yep. <laughs> So in real terms, it's probably significantly lower than that. I don't know what the success rate of the polygraph is, but I I can't imagine it's lower than 86% if it was ever usable. It's still usable by police departments. Of course, there are historical reasons for skepticism about any new truth-telling technology, like diet sweeteners to the soft drink industry. Diet sweeteners, by the way, like aspartame, known to be a poison by the FDA, prior to the 1950s, at which point they changed their tunes because the new head of the FDA happened to own the company that happened to own the patent for aspartame. And suddenly, it's not a poison anymore, even though your body still treats it like a poison. That aside, such innovations come along in the legal world at regular intervals, but they often fall short of their promise, as this one certainly is with its terrible success rate. About 15 years ago, the functional MRI, which posited that blood flow to the brain... Could hold the truth to the key to truth detection, enjoyed a buzz, but the device largely did not meet scientific standards, and cost and intensiveness further inhibited broad adoption. The P three hundred guilty knowledge test, championed by the longtime professor Peter Rosenfeld, who asserted that the future of truth detection lay in brain waves, gained some enthusiasm from the scientific community. More than a dozen outside seems Germany- possible. It does. I mean, your brain, every time you think, it produces some sort of wave. Mm -hmm, Some kind of pattern. Yeah, and presumably, something can detect the waves that are unique to telling a lie. But it sounds like it didn't actually work out. It was encouraging, but it doesn't say why exactly it didn't work out. Apparently, the guy died last winter without the method catching on. That's why it didn't work out. The work is continued by his lab. And can count respected legal minds and all of that. So they've been working at methods of detecting truth for a very long time. And this is another one of those technologies. Just like mind reading technology. And you know people playing video games with their minds rotating cubes and all that. To me it's just technology that humans should do everything they can to stay far away from. There aren't many places where you're, you as a person are well and truly secure. Inside your head... Is pretty much the only place where you are one hundred percent safe.
3: So you're not signing up for the Matrix Jack to be installed on the back of your head oh, some, God, anytime no. soon? No. No.
2: And that's one of the issues I have with the metaverse and all of that. Is that mm-hmm. you know that's what they want. They want you to be able to just put on this cap and you control things directly with your brain because it's reading your brainwaves. I don't want technology to be able to read my thoughts. To me, that's the most dystopian idea ever. I don't care what it's being used for. But your
1: phone is doing it right now.
2: It's not reading my thoughts. It's listening to what I'm saying, and it's, it's
1: it's tracking what you're typing, and it's tracking what you look up and research. Sure,
2: but that's not inside my head. Not that's yet. stuff that my head is putting not out there yet. into the world.
1: You're, you're just going to be that old codger who's who's, who's who hasn't caught up with the times, and the kids are all jacked in. That's
2: fine because I know there's this thing called the government that would use technology like that to abuse its power. Oh, that person over there—they're thinking revolutionary thoughts. Let's charge them with some arbitrary nonsense,
1: or 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 shut down your social credit system, your score. Yes. Lop off a couple of points, and Be- next next thing you know, you can't get on the train, you can't get on the uh, plane, you can't go to the grocery store because your social credit's too low.
2: Also a dystopian nightmare. It's but coming. interestingly, there is a bill in the New House, New Hampshire House of Representatives, that would make it illegal for New Hampshire to have any sort of social credit system. Good. So maybe that won't at least happen in New Hampshire. But what are your thoughts about all of this technology? Detecting lies, reading people's minds? 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live with Aria, Conan, and Ian. And I want to say thank you to Ryan Walsh, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Ryan is a member of the Amps program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you directly to our Patreon. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. If you value the show, you might consider checking it out. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It only takes 5 bucks per month. That gets you in, and you get a number of cool little perks, like there's an Amp Only chat on our Matrix server, and there's an app-only version of the podcast. So really check it out. But if you check it out and you subscribe, the reason you should do that is because you value the show, you value the, value the ideas of freedom, and you want to help us reach a larger audience. Ryan, thank you so much for your contributions. And check it out. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, I cough a lot, and I'm excited because I think tomorrow I'm going to be starting Chantix, which is a drug designed to help Is that people. even legal? The, the FDA recalled the brand name, hmm. but the generic form is still available out, uh,
1: out there. Oh, God, Aria. What? Look into that stuff. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy drug. Just look into the side effects and whatnot.
2: I'll be fine. All right. I mean, I've looked into the side effects as, as much as I can, given my bell restrictions, but mostly, they're like, oh, it gives you anxiety and all this other stuff. Hmm. Sure, I mean any any kind of drug can do that. I'm not particularly I'm worried about, about that. I'm
1: talking about sleepwalking more than you already do, waking See, up. That, and-
2: that's exactly what people are like. Dude, you're going to have all kinds of messed up dreams and messed up sleep. Like, <laughs> you're going to be waking up out, out, out there.
1: Worse, you're going to be waking up in the yard.
2: How much worse could it be, dude? Oh, I'm God. already halfway there. <laughs>
3: how many doses of this thing do you have to take?
2: Uh, it depends. I mean some people are on it for up to nine months, but I wouldn't wow. expect to be on it that long. Okay. I, I should be starting it tomorrow and you could you just, just
1: go, you could just quit. You just go cold gotta, turkey. Just turn it off. You're a strong person. You could just go click the button, click the bell.
2: I, c- I could I could I could if I had any desire whatsoever <laughs> to battle nicotine. I don't. And that was one of the points I've been stressing. I was like, just go cold turkey. Look, no, no, no. I don't want to battle a nicotine addiction. I've been clear about that's the reason I've continued to smoke because Mm. I don't want to fight that battle. With Chantix, I don't have to. It will make me not want a cigarette. So I will not want to smoke anymore and I won't have to ever actually deal with the nicotine addiction. That's fantastic. If I have to deal with some increased sleepwalking or some crazier dreams than normal (laughs) for a few weeks, what's the worst that could happen? You know? been there done that that's why there's a security camera in my bedroom because i just get up and start walking in the middle of the night so bring it on chantix
3: cursing at your roommate apparently at one point right yeah
2: yeah doing that as well so anyway it's going to be interesting to see how that goes but conan you've also been up to stuff evidently lately you've listened to 42 41 41 i don't know where i got 40 i don't know
1: probably three or four months i picked up i can't believe it's taken me this long to finally get on the old Terry Pratchett Discworld wagon, I'm a huge, huge fan of Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, I've always, I've always been a huge fan of of British comedy, Red Dwarf, Blackadder. Are, uh, are you being Terry served?
2: Pratchett's pretty similar to Neil Gaiman, right? In that he writes. They, they were
1: buddies. I thought so. Uh, and I'm, and, and I'm a Neil Gaiman fan. I'm also a Clive Barker Guyman? fan. They're all, was... all, all okay. Brits, uh, and they all have a very similar. Uh, style of writing Douglas Adams of course and Terry are probably the most related they're both comedy writers Terry Pratchett focused on fantasy comedy where where Douglas uh focused on sci-fi comedy uh, and I'm a fantasy guy I don't know sure. why it's taken me this long of course I had other things to keep me occupied but I just I got a hold of all 41 of his Discworld books wow. and I and I started them and I'm like this and I got hooked so, tell me uh, his, the
2: basic idea behind Discworld, because I've never—I've read some Terry Pratchett stuff, but not any of the Discworld. Basically,
1: the, the 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 premise is you've got the, this disc, a flat Earth, okay, being held up by four elephants on the back of a of a of a sky turtle, a space turtle, who's just cruising on through the universe. Is it that Hindu mythology? I don't know who I don't, I don't I think this is well this is definitely Terry Pratchett I don't know I don't know how many other mythologies uh, have have focused on elephants and turtle I think there's a turtle. How many myth.
3: decades back does this go? This
1: start he started writing in eighty three. Okay. And sadly he passed on twenty fifteen. He mm-hmm. was writing all the way up to his death. Wow. Forty one um, books. That's amazing. It's it's to to sum it up best I would say his
2: yeah I was correct that that is the personification of the cosmology how the solar system is set up in hindu mythology mm-hmm. it's a dome on top of four elephants on top of a tortoise
1: there you go the best way to sum up his work is it's basically a parody and he he, he, he uh he's attracted to a lot of uh real world uh uh problems you know whether it be uh, social social issues or uh uh racial prejudice and or jingoism he takes He was a very liberal writer and i mean that in the he's classical de- sense de- definitely classical liberal uh there's a there's a neat reddit that i totally forgot about i just got back into it's a long reddit where some guy claimed that terry pratchett turned him libertarian Wow. And of course, there is back and forth. some people are like, nah, that's not real. He is most definitely an individualist hmm. for sure, whether he's a libertarian or not, I can't put my foot down on that. Uh, one of my favorite characters is this city's the, the city capital uh, the, the city capital's patrician, uh, who who refers to himself as a tyrant uh, and is most definitely pushing buttons and and behind the scenes, but he's a free market tyrant.
2: So this is forty-one books, all involving the same characters. and No, the same,
1: okay. stop. <laughs> um, that's the best part. He he has introduced at least two or three dozen main characters, and probably a good hundred or so side characters. And there is no real order; that he just throws them in there, interspersed throughout. You'll read you'll read two books in a row with the same character, and then you'll get a, you'll get two or three books with totally brand new characters that never get brought up ever again um there are uh lists out there read lists like if you if you like a particular character here are the books to read okay. and i and i definitely recommend if you if you lean a certain way the the ladies would probably like reading the witch the witch books uh better believe it or not my favorite series happens to do with the city watch which basically focuses on some beat cops here i am the i think my favorite character is a damn cop uh, but he's a very interesting, deep character. His name is Sam Vimes, and he and it's his evolution uh, from a, a, a drunk, alcoholic night watch night watchman all the way up to he's the Duke of the the capital city. Uh, you know, three or four books later. Now, Are very, there
2: fantasy very, elements of this? You mentioned that Terry Pratchett is largely a fantasy writer, but it sounds like this is more grounded in real. Other than the fact that they they're on a disc on a turtle. It sounds oh you've like got a sp-
1: you've got vampires, you've got werewolves, okay. you've got uh, ghouls and goblins and elves and dwarves and and their societies uh, all interspersed. The best part about the night watch is they start off with three dudes and then they start growing and before you know it they've got everyone on they got, a, they, got a, they got goblins, they've got uh, uh, golems vampires the whole nine and they're all there's all the tensions between you have you definitely have some speciesism or racism actual sure. actual racism like different races mm-hmm. uh uh who hate each other yeah you have whole wars you have whole books focused on the war between the uh the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the dwarves and the uh trolls a whole war is being waged and uh it's uh it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a, a neat commentary on how to get to the bottom of it uh, it
2: sounds really enjoyable and it sounds like something I would really love but 41 books how is long a are the books get the
1: audiobook investment as 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 little as I don't know 8 10 hours mm-hmm. all the way up to 30, 30 plus hours okay these are big novels then right they're large books yeah. i don't they're wow. not not really you know 100 200 300 pages it's something that you could you yeah. could read in a couple of days if you sat down and that's and how all long you were did doing it take you to get through 41 of these books about 3 months
2: wow I liked audiobooks back when I was doing a lot of driving like on a day-to-day
1: basis but which now- is what I do a lot of mm-hmm. driving sure yeah.
2: but now I only drive like 15 minutes per day at most yep so an audiobook doesn't really fit
1: there there are certain things that I cannot do like I can't case mail and listen to an audiobook I can listen to music case mail I can't I can't sort my okay. mail okay okay but when I'm out driving, I'm just throwing it in a box. Yeah, sure. that's that's when it really shines. But, the, but but the worst part, I can listen to the, to, to radio shows and the and the podcast and stuff. Uh, but to actually stay focused and doing something else, listen to an audiobook, book is I, it's kind of a win lose for me. It doesn't always work. These uh, Terry Pratchett is, I wouldn't say that his his books are based are for the younger audience. Uh, there are some adult themes, but he does write. He it is. His, his language and his uh, writing is simple enough that it's something that you could do and not get but, but complicated enough that it's you know worth listening but it's not so difficult it's not listening to charles dickens so uh, i'm
2: willing to go in on one book which
1: would you recommend i was i was trying to make up my mind uh guards 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 it's the first city watch and it's just uh, called guards 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 there's two of them
2: Okay, cards, cards. I'll check it out. I mean, reading one book it doesn't take me a terribly long amount of time. So, thanks for the recommendation. That's it for tonight's show. But you can join and chat with us in the meantime over on our chat server, which you can find at chat.freetalklive.com. Thanks for listening.